Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Ride Up Your Alley podcast. You guys, we have one of my favorite humans here today, and I just can't wait for you to, one, meet her like digitally and just love her as much as I do, but two, learn because she's a genius. And I think it's pretty obvious when you follow her that she's a genius, but Homegirl is like undercover, one of the most brilliant businesswomen that I know. And I can't wait for you to just see inside of that genius today. So Kinsey, thank you for being here. Welcome on the show. That was the nicest thing intro I've ever received in my entire life. Thank you so much. Mom and I always talk about how we are obsessed with you. Like it's really just, yeah, love you. We, okay. I feel like you guys are my little sisters. Like I watch and I'm like, I feel that way too. Okay. Okay. Amazing. But I watch and I'm like on your stories, like, is that guy nice to her? He better be nice to her. Like all of that. So you and Dom are absolutely the best. And Um, We're going to talk about personal branding today, which is going to be amazing. So if you guys have followed Kinsey Elizabeth, you've seen her just like be the queen of Texas and routines and reading and all of the things. Um, But she just knows herself and she invites people so just effortlessly into doing the same about her and and learning in themselves and what they love too. And so we're going to go there, but I really want to start with you, Kinsey, and your background. Like, where are you from? What do you do? How do you define yourself? Let's start there. So I'm currently 24 and I live, which is, honestly, I can't believe I'm 24. I feel like I'm 16. Um, I live in <laughs> Dallas, Texas. I grew up in the suburbs of Dallas. I started a YouTube channel uh, really right around my 16th birthday. And then I moved to LA um, right before I turned 18. I actually moved out a year early. Um, ended up graduating high school early and starting college a little like a semester-ish early and um yeah so I moved to LA I lived there for about four and a half years and then I ended up moving back to Dallas February of 2020 I have a lifestyle vlog channel I'm a podcast host um and those are based those are definitely my two main things I feel like I'm explaining myself so poorly um but I would say lifestyle vlogger podcast host that I think that like covers like the the boxes 
but you're like literally so much more than that. And also just to like circle back, you're like crazy. I'm 24. I feel like I'm 16. And I'm like, I feel like you're 73 because you're such an old soul, but you're so much fun. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> such a good point. I act, you would think I'm 80 by activities that I partake in besides like going to the bars honestly same but like that's balance and you do it well and I'm proud of you so um that I mean that really covered (laughs) and now you've obviously moved back to Texas do you like it how is it going tell us about that I love Texas probably an unhealthy amount I literally have a Texas tattoo it's just my favorite place in the entire world I love Texas. I love the people here. I love, I mean, there's just, I love the community aspect of it. I love the cities. Like I also loved LA. Like I still for sure have a life there and I'm there all the time. And I go for like extended periods of time, but I just love Texas. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel after living in LA, I feel like it's always a part of you. And I feel the same way and like, can't wait to go back and stay and have a place there one day that I visit. But there is nothing like Texas. And Justin and I were talking the other day and he was like, when I say Texas, what do you think? And I was like, promised land. Like it is the place that all Californians moved, but more than that, like Texas has been amazing forever. And, um, there's just such a special energy and I just love watching you love it. Well, like people who love their home and like love their life. I love them. And I feel like that's just how the world works. So it's so fun to see you flourish there. Well, also side note, the other day, my friends and I were talking about how we hate all of our friends' boyfriends whenever they have them. Is there any, is there any guy that your friends are dating that you actually like? Cause we were just saying how, you know, it's hard to like someone. And I was thinking you guys, and then my other friend Keen and her boyfriend, like that was it. That's amazing. I know Justin, yeah. I hated all men until Justin. So he's great. Agreed. There is a Justin out there for you. And it's, yeah, been so fun to date him. He like loves you and Dom so much. So that makes We had the best time together. I was thinking and like retelling the story probably two weeks ago of when Fitz got out of your house and Justin like ran (sighs) down the street. And you guys, Justin didn't grow up with dogs. So he's like (laughs) dog dumb, like, and I love him. He's not stupid. He's just kind of like dog dumb. And so he like- like a bat out of hell, like runs out of Kinsey's house down the street after Fitz, like puppy Fitz is so fast and so fit also like side note and straight up, he comes right up on Fitz and he looks back at me. He goes, how do I pick it up? And I was like, (laughs) pick it up like a dog. Like you just scoop it. It was the funniest thing ever. Um, so that was a blast. We can't wait to visit again. Um, I know wait, like how are the dogs? How's Coco? Oh, they're incredible. They're living their best lives. They always will. I wish I was one of your dogs. So from there, (laughs) let's talk about personal branding. So you started when you were 16. You have created like such a cool environment and just like ecosystem through everything that you do from the YouTube channel and the podcast. You are so you. And I think that's why people love you so much, Kinsey. How the F do you do that? Like there's so I feel like there's so many people that are like, I want to do that, but I can't. So like, can you just like talk and unpack personal branding with me? Yeah. So I don't know if it was as intentional as I've been had I started earlier. I think there's definitely been points in my channel any, I mean, even just in my life where I've been like, who am I, you know? And I think at the end of the day, I definitely do have a strong sense of self. 
And I have, I will catastrophize in thinking at times and think that just because I'm like questioning some things or whatever, I have no idea who I am, you know? And that's just, you, it's like the both and mentality that that's actually not the case. So I started my channel in high school and I, I don't know. I think really am very passionate about things and I have a pretty obsessive personality. So if I like something, I'm going to talk about it. That's why I've always struggled with the idea of niching down. And I think that it's such an incredible thing for people, but I just am not a niche person. My interests are, I mean, literally I'm either reading five, I I read like three to four books a week, but I also like go out with my friends and I love Texas, but I also like love brain health. Like I'm kind of all over the place. So I, instead of niching down, have really the things that I'm interested in and I think within that it's kind of created different communities around topics whether it's you know mental health or literally books is probably like my number one thing or when I made the joke of breadwinning housewife and it kind of took a life of its own it's just it honestly has just been me sharing things that I'm interested in and I started so young that I don't think it was like if I now it's definitely intentional and I'm thinking about it I don't think I'm thinking that far in advance about it, but I'm like, oh, this would be a great thing. But when I started, like, I I had no idea what this would become. So I kind of just happened. Yeah. Well, and I think the reason that I wanted to bring you on to talk about this is because so many people are calculated and you hear people talk about niche, 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 and like the riches are in the niches and, you know, all of that. And yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. And I respect that as a business owner and as someone who has a following, but like being able to have the fullness of who you are come through a digital persona and profile is really rare. And I think a lot of people get stopped because of what you just said. And you're like living proof that it freaking works, like being a human and owning what you like, people are going to connect with you and people who don't connect with you will go find someone else to connect with. Right. Yes. It's It's definitely, it's kind of like walking a thin line because I've gone back and forth on it for years. And at the end of the day, to like for me personally, if I were to cut out every other aspect of me, since my brand is is literally me, so this is you know specific to my experience, but I I just wouldn't want to cut out everything else. I feel like I was really being myself if I was only talking about one topic. It's definitely been something I battled with a ton though, because with niches, a lot of the time you grow way faster. You know, there's an audience that there's an audience for everything, but if you're in a niche, like you're going to attract, like if it's Amazon finds or whatever it is, you're going to get your Amazon find audience most likely quicker. And I, I'm not someone, I haven't grown on the internet really. I mean, my podcast is definitely growing, but my YouTube channel and like Instagram, it's never rapidly grown. I haven't really grown on YouTube in years, but I've definitely grown as far as having my audience become really engaged. So I just am not focused on And I say this because I also have a following that is now like substantial enough to where like I, it's a career and livable. I'm not as focused on the numbers as I am creating a community that's really engaged rather than growing. But I also say that because I have, I mean, I haven't grown. So like, I don't really have an option, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm a digital strategist, obviously within Malibu media and then like I have my following too, which like I haven't grown in probably a year and a half because I haven't really focused on it. And I think I, one, like I like yours more because there's more longevity. 
And I think like being a whole, yes, obviously you grow a lot faster with a niche business or a niche following or a niche blog podcast, whatever. But again, I like the holistic and I think the whole holistic aspect. And I think over time, I don't know, this is just my thought. And I'm really curious to hear what you say. I think we're playing a lot bigger long game when it comes down to it, having like a holistic expression um, and tried and true people in the community that you have served um, than just being like the niche flavor of the moment. 1000%. I think the faster you rise, the faster you fall. And that's yeah. something I always think about. And the example I give, which this is not really niche, but as far as blowing up overnight, you know, Alex from Target. Yeah. Do you remember that? Okay. So like he blew up overnight from some random photo that went viral. Actually that happened like 15 minutes from where I grew up, but he blew up and then, you know, the faster, he didn't ask for it either, but like the faster you rise, the faster you fall. And that is not the case for everyone. There's always going to be the image Chamberlain's, but again, that's like 0.000001%. Yeah. And I think just focusing on building a brand around things that I actually like, and I actually enjoy and building a community is I care so much more about longevity than I do about, you know, blowing up in the moment when it means that like, oh, there's going to be, you know, 500,000 more people on my page, but they're not really invested and they're not going to last longer. I would rather like slow and steady wins the race, you know? Amen. It's so true. And I think I always joke, like if I had a tattoo, it would be long game on my right butt cheek because (laughs) straight up, you have to think. 20 years in the future, if you are actually invested in serving your community and building something that lasts and you do that. Yeah. I think I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. And I growing up when I, I was an athlete, I've always played sports. And then as I started doing YouTube, that took up way too much of my time in high school. And I didn't want to play sports anymore. I wanted to like stop. I remember thinking like, I don't know if there's something I'm really good at because which I know like my friends will say whatever, but like in school, it was like sports or like I was good at school, but like my focuses were on like business and work stuff. And I've come to realize through all of that, I think I'm really good at like brand strategy and I'm really good at the big picture. Like I'm definitely a visionary, but what it comes down to is what I am the most excited about is always around building community. I've come to realize that's actually a skill And it's something that you can get better at. Whereas before I thought it was just like, oh, that's just like a personality trait or something. Yeah, that's, I like could not agree with that more. And well, I think to being able to understand too, like you're, it's not wrong to love a lot of things. Like we grew up in a society, Kinsey, that like handed out participation trophies, which meant the person who was most qualified or the biggest leader or the most successful was the one who collected the most. So I think one, we're like products of that in a way, but you have actually niched into what you're doing so well. Um, And I I think there are moments where you don't even realize it. Yeah, I think a lot of it, while some of it has definitely been intentional, it's kind of just come naturally at the same time. And I don't, I don't say that to like dumb down the work that I've done or even like strategy, whatever. I just mean, I haven't pushed something that wasn't true to me. So I think that things have just naturally progressed. Yeah, that's really, that's good. And that's true. So with that, as you guys can tell, um, it's, you know, not luck. I feel like you make your own luck. I really do believe that. Um, But I think just showing up, you're never going to regret that. And you have just consistently shown up. You've built something so community focused 
Um, you bring so much value while being people's friends and you do that really well. Um, and it, there's such goodness in that foundation that I can see as someone who consumes and is also your friend. Um, so now I want to like switch gears. So someone's listening and they're like, holy crap, I feel like I have permission now to be myself and like, let that be my brand. Um, where would you tell them to start? Like what social platform if they're trying to gain an audience or just in general? Okay, wait, I want you to answer both. Like one in general, just like, okay, what do I do? One. And then two, like, let's talk about platform second. I think in general, think about what you want. And I know that's not revolutionary, like business concept, but even for example, I love drinks currently building another brand, but I think later something that would make sense for me is like a hard kombucha or something like that you know so I think you have to think about what you want even if I um I'm trying to think of an example for someone else another one Emma Chamberlain loves coffee I'm bringing her up again but makes a coffee line like it just it has to be um I think something that just really makes sense for you and then if you're trying to go the digital route I would I think at the end of the day everyone's hurdle digitally is going to be, can you make it on YouTube? Because for the most part with, if you're trying to create like an online thing that isn't like, not like you, Ali, like where it's like, you're a business coach, you're a lot, you know what I mean? Like that's different. But if you're trying to create like an online audience, that's more of like an entertainment value. I do think a lot of the art, the hurdle will be to ultimately make it on YouTube. However, it is so much easier to grow on TikTok right now. And I would always, if you're just now starting off, I would always recommend TikTok. It is so much easier to make TikToks. TikTok as a platform, I wish that that's how I started because the work that I put into a YouTube video could be like 20 hours and then I'll make a TikTok in three seconds and it gets like 100,000 views. But I will say the people who are tuning into your YouTube video are a lot more engaged than the people who are just like, you know, watching your TikTok. However, you can build community and you can build a brand. I do think that it is a little bit more difficult to do that on TikTok, but it's a lot easier to get the eyes on you on TikTok than it is on YouTube. So I would recommend YouTube. I mean, I would recommend TikTok. Um, and then podcasting, I would always, always, always recommend. But it's, again, the easiest way to grow right now and get eye, like eyes on you would be TikTok. Yeah, I could not agree more. And I think one, I and a lot of people don't realize this, and I like love that you know this and you've built your strategy around it. The best long-term content, stockable, like understandable, where you can see the evolution and someone grow and change is YouTube. YouTube is the heart of any digital strategy, any personal brand. So understanding that. And then, I mean, obviously TikTok is like so fun because anyone can pop off. So getting clear, I feel like being on TikTok too, having some sort of niche or understanding of what you're trying to do is very powerful. Like Tinks is a really good example of that, like entertaining um, and like understanding what you're trying to, you know, communicate to people. You need that clarity. And it's so cool what TikTok can do. And then obviously podcasts. I love podcasts. I think we're at like, like 7% of what podcasts will eventually be. It is still so much of the beginning because there's a lot of production on the back end. People don't feel empowered in. Um, so I love podcasts for that too. You brought up a really good point and I want to like kind of shine attention on this. I think there is a huge difference between entertainment and educational and you need to figure out which pool you're in. Like I, I love entertainment and I got like 
some of my followings from that. But like in the end, I realized I'm not an influencer. I am more of like a business builder and an educator that coincides with my goals and like the book that I want to write and everything like that. So like I had to move camps, right? And like, you're going to have to prioritize different things in different seasons. Um, But like entertainment is different and building is different within that, right? Yes. And you're a really good example of, I, I would say it's like, not that entertainment doesn't add value, but you just add value. Like with every post, there's going to be something that you're going to get out of it. It's not just going to be like an outfit or whatever it is. But for your business, the way that you do social media is exactly how I would recommend it. So not everyone needs to be on YouTube and doing whatever, but I think identify like what you're trying to give your audience and then decide on platforms from there. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm definitely entertainment. Yeah. You're entertainment, but you're also, it's so funny because you can have like a side of, of education. Cause you bring, you bring so much value between like books. And I love this brand. And like, this is how I do my routine. And you show people by setting the example in an entertaining way. Um, whereas if you want to be in the educational camp, like people love me for my events and the education and how I like build businesses, but people are obsessed with Justin. And I'm, I'm okay to have Justin on there. Right. So just having like a lead is really important because you like have a brain. And I told you like at the beginning of this, you're a genius. Like that's so obvious as a business owner, I see that. Um, and so whatever camp you pick, you can make it what it, you know, what it can be with your brand, but you just need to have clarity on that. Thank you. I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you seen girl boss town on TikTok recently? Girl boss town. No. Okay. You will die. This girl is a genius. I'm actually recording with her next month in New York, but she is blown up. We'll talk about this off, but I think I wanted to mention it on the podcast because I feel like your audience would really like benefit from her content, but she basically goes on as if she's like the publicist for each celebrity or influencer or whatever it might be. So she'll be like, if I was on Haley Bieber's PR team, this is what I would do. If I was on Emma Chamberlain's PR team, this is what I would do. And her ideas are unbelievable and she's doing it now right now like everyone's like why are you doing this for free but she's like I'm doing it for free because I'm blowing up on social media I was talking to her and I'm like I feel like whatever job you end up doing is you're going to create your own job out of this but anyways as far as brainstorming ideas on what to do with content like thinking outside the box I think she is the best follow right now she my friends can I keep talking about her because I am so impressed I thought I was pretty good at coming up with ideas for people no this girl is a genius but I would definitely recommend like literally everyone who listens to this podcast to go follow her and watch her content because she is like a brand building genius I can't even describe to you how smart she is oh my gosh that makes me so excited she has to be my friend I'm gonna go find um I that's so fun but I think that didn't exist before too so you bringing this up it's like you can break out in any way. So stop discounting the different like gifts that you have. Like, obviously she's an ideator. I can't wait to go stalk her, but like there's so much untapped and untouched in social media. So like guys go check her out, but then like understand you have skills too that can blow up like that if you mm-hmm. format it in the right way. Yeah, and she it happened out of nowhere. Like I think it's been about a week and she's like all over everywhere. Like that's the thing. I was listening to um, Ed Milo on the Skinny Confidential recently, and he was just saying, you know, I think so often we think we're so far away from, you know, either 
finding the right job, finding, building the right business, achieving whatever you want to be, meeting my spouse, whatever it is. But he's like, really, you're normally like one step away. You're one person away. You're one meeting away. You're one idea away. And I think that is such a good example of, you know, this girl was home, wasn't really working, wasn't doing this. And then just out of nowhere makes this TikTok and it blows up. I think that's also encouraging for me. I've been on the internet for like eight years at this point, and I've had a few things go viral, but not to the point, like I'm not in the millions, you know? So it's like, you really just never know. Emily Mariko, another good example. She's actually been a vlogger and been an influencer for a few years now. And then her TikTok just blew up. Like you really just don't know what's going to hit. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't discount yourself. Like you, there's going to be, I don't know. There's always, there's always new people rising up. You never know what will happen. Uh, it's so good. And I think even hearing you say that, cause honestly for you, so many people see you as you've already blown up over and over. So perspective one, but then two, yeah, the, the reason too, that they're like having these moments, even, you know, far after starting is cause they're still doing it. And so like never discount just like the show up and like what that like produces over time. But then the other side is like, if you haven't blown up yet, you are favored. Like I, I push that idea on so many women where it's like, I've been doing this for years, Allie, like it just hasn't popped off. And I'm like, yeah. And there's a reason because like when it comes down to it, I used to work for Christine Kane and, um, she works in ministry, you guys. And, um, she's really big. She has millions and millions of followers and is a speaker and a best selling author. And she said this to me one time, uh, when we were in her car, I was like, if you could tell anyone anything about like how to get where you are, what is your one piece of advice? And she's like, you need to put your head down and you need to be focused with like the pro like focus in the process and like find a lot of joy in it and stop looking at the other people in your field. She's like, when I started, when I put my head down, she was like, there were so many women and men who were more talented than me, quote unquote, more qualified than me, like had more followers, had better speaking gigs, had better book deals. And she was like, I just continued over time. And she was like, when I look up now, I don't see any of them. And that doesn't mean that I beat them. It just means that like life happens and the people who win are the people who don't stop. Right. And so anyway, yeah, you have, with, with your personal brand with the way that you show up in business or whatever it is, like it is up to you to continue. And then in that continuation, your like pop-off will come, but you have to bet on it first by showing up. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that is so good. And even I I found myself this summer for the first time, honestly, I would say in my entire career, really comparing myself to other people. I have my own struggles. Do not get me wrong with that. That wouldn't have been like my number one problem, I would say. And I had a conversation with a really, really good friend of mine who's an incredible person and was just, I think, like trying to, you know, pull out the best of me or something like it really was not her fault. But that conversation just kind of set me off into this comparison spiral. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I every no one cares about me at all. Like my content, it's really like not that big of a deal. Like I just think I just got really down on myself. And I went to New York and I was talking to some other friends who had, were in the exact same place for the exact same reason. Again, like they, I can't express enough how these intentions were so pure. And they were like, oh my God, I felt that way too. And like, this is what I did. And also that's not true. And then I talked to another friend, which this honestly, I think has shifted my perspective on so many things. And she was saying, and she's a friend and their whole friend group is it's a very, 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 very well-known friend group. And they 
watch all of our stuff. Right. And she was like, we love your videos. Like she's like out of all of uh, everyone that this other thing was saying, she's like, we really like, I think yours would be our favorite. And also we don't look at, she's like, when I'm watching your content, I'm not looking at how many views you get versus how many views someone else gets. Like, she's like, that wouldn't even like cross our mind. Like I I'm so sad you feel that way. And I was like, well, first off, you know, like I, I definitely have like red flags that will go off where I'm like, oh, if I'm going to get into a, into a place where I'm vulnerable enough to get into this comparison spiral, like these are my red flags. I need to make sure that doesn't happen again. But also it was so interesting because I was like, no one else is thinking about this or comparing me like that besides me. And I'm just getting in my own way right now. And also like the... I don't know, the connection and the relationship that I have with the people who follow me isn't something that can be replicated. Just as like the next person, I can't replicate theirs. I can't fake that relationship. And so getting in to this like spiral thing with like personal brands and comparing myself to other people, I, it just shifted my perspective on like, it doesn't even matter. There's really nothing to compare it to because there's no one who's doing exactly what I'm doing as like, I'm not doing exactly what someone else is doing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so powerful for you to share that one but then too, like hearing that from a friend too, and, and someone who quote unquote, it sounds like she might be like ahead of you a little bit, like no one ahead of you is like looking at your numbers. No one, if someone exactly. is scrutinizing you, they're probably behind or they're in fear or they're in spiral. And that is their mess to deal with because it is not like no one ahead of you or right next to you is like, Ooh, look at that. They're like, Oh my gosh, good for her. I I've been in that stage. I know that's a weird stage or I love that stage lean into that stage. Right. But they're not judging it. So I love that she said that. And then like everyone take, take that to heart right now, because we need to hear it. And it's so true. I don't look at any of your numbers. I'm just obsessed with you. And every time like I see you winning, I'm like, oh, thank God. I can't wait for that to just keep happening. Um, and, and so making sure you're surrounded by people like that, but also realizing like, that's how people feel often about you. They're not scrutinizing. Yeah. I always try to guard the lens that I'm viewing the world almost like if I know I'm not in the best place and I'm having all these thoughts, like I, I just try to really protect myself. I think with having a personal brand, especially sharing your life, there's been so many things that, you know, it sucks when like, there are definitely times where I wish I could just clock in and clock out of a job to where it wasn't dependent on like me and like my, my personal almost life. And so when it comes to things like, you know, comparing or getting really down on myself, I think it hits a little bit deeper because it is, you know, myself at the same time. But I try to just make sure I'm in a healthy space because if I'm in a healthy space and I am fulfilled by what I'm doing, I don't get like that. Yeah, so true. And and that, I mean, that's self-leadership one-on-one or one-on-one right there, isn't it? Like taking yeah. care. Um, I've had to learn that over and over. And I feel like honestly with the Bloom Conference, I guess a month ago I did that. And after like I, when you are super empty, it's really easy to let lies come in too. So like figuring out when, especially when your, your work is out there for people to absorb, give you feedback on whatever that is. So having measures in place, I think digitally and physically, it's such a like important part of what, you know, building a brand and building a life that people see into, um, you know, has, you have to do that for yourself. Yeah. It's really, it's like, I can't stress enough how important it is to like put guardrails up almost. Amen. Oh, it's so true. And then like just blinders too. It's like stop comparing. And then like, 
I don't take advice from people who don't have what I want. And that sounds cocky, but like, if you do not understand what I'm going for and you don't have the fruit that matches what I feel called to build, I will listen respectfully and I will thank you, but I will not take it in. So learning that, like, uh, almost like how to absorb, you know, thoughtfully and be like, yeah, good for her. Not for me. Right. That's yeah. a big part of success too. No, huge like that. I mean, I posted an episode today where we talk about that. Like if you, if I don't, if you don't have the life that I want, I don't want to listen to your advice or if you're, especially if you're just, I don't know, I, I could go on and on about that, but people have a lot to say. Honestly, it's speaking out of insecurity, I think is what it is. Oh, it's so true. It's so, so true. And I think we live in a world of triggered people, some like, yeah. and, and people who are healing and we recognize and love those in the healing process. But like, sometimes, yeah, like our existence can trigger others or our actions can. And like, that's not really our business, you know? Yes. So good. Okay. I'm so proud of you. This was so good. Um, to close this up, I want to know what is your recipe for success? You've built a beautiful life. You're 20 years or 24 years old. You're like just getting started. So right now, what is just giving you life as you just pursue your dreams? There's like two ways I want to answer this. I think my, I'll get into like practical things, but my recipe for success when it comes down to it, just like what I view success as is not viewing myself as what I do and recognizing that like I am Kinsey. I'm not, you know, just a, a job essentially yeah. um, and building a life that I love, like around people that I love and a place that I love and doing things day to day where my life, even though I love working more than most things, I really do. And I'm so passionate about what I do. I just don't want to only build a career, not build a life. So I think that would be like my number one thing. But as far as like actually, you know, building success in a job and in my routines and things, I'm in the middle of like traveling a time the holidays are up and this is, week has been crazy. So I've not been like as routined as in the morning, but I definitely rely a lot of, of around routines. I also struggle with anxiety. So having routines really helps me. The one thing that I will say that has made the biggest difference um, that I do religiously, it doesn't matter where I am, is I really do have like a pretty strong night routine. And at the very end of that, I read every single night before I go to bed. And that it helps me like have a life outside of work too, even though obviously these books are like not real. It's yeah. just having interest and having a hobby just gives me a really healthy break from work. And that's been massive. But also I think, you know, it's not talked enough about the people that I work with. Like, it's not just me. I have two people that like work for me. And then I have two teams of people. So on top of that, like I now am finally in a place where like I have the two, I'm so happy with both teams that I have and people who are working with me. I've never been happier on a team. So I think for me, it's the people that I'm working with. And then it's also the routines that I normally have in place. Yeah, that's so cool. And that has to do too, with like that control stop of what gets in like routines equal, like my, not my control, but like what I get to cultivate my atmosphere in. And I think you do it in such a good way. And then amen for teams and like leadership in that too. Cause I think you're a really good leader and you also have really great people that pour into you, Kenzie. Thank you. You're welcome. This was amazing. 
Um, thank you so much for coming on. You guys, you obviously know where to look in the show notes to go stalk Kinsey, join the community. She's literally the best and you're going to love her so much. Um, and then if you have any questions in this episode, you know where to find me and my DMs. I will love to support you. And I'm sure that Kinsey will love to have you um, obviously in, in her community doing the same. And if you love this episode, just... Take a screenshot, throw it in your story, tag us and let us know and then go below and leave a five-star review. Kinsey, thank you so much for being here and pouring into us. We love you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So good.